It is a Wednesday edition of the Jack Michaels Show. Derek Hansen. We are made, well, we made it halfway through this week. Got up this morning, and uh, Derek, you're up uh, now much earlier than I am, even though my bell tolls at 440, and I know you've been up for probably an hour or two, and I looked outside and I thought, well, it could be worse. It could be colder, that could be snow, and we could be waking up to ice. So I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay with the rain as long as you're hovering in that 50-degree mark, Derek. I'm still, I'm still fine. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm a little torn because I have so many family and friends who are trying to get their soybeans, corn, and sugar beets off, and I think they would almost take a snow instead of rain where it's going to be just a muddy mess here, and they've been doing so well right. chopping and cutting and topping and harvesting and, and lifting, and now it's all come to a screeching halt until this dries up again. So and it looks like it will. <laughs> it's just this little 24-hour stretch, you hate to get set back when you've been doing so well. You and I have been doing radio together for, I don't know, I don't want to date it, but 30 years, 25. Almost 27. Wrong, by the way. Um, 27. And I looked at today's. Ouch. <laughs> just, He's choked up over it. I'm I mean, choked, I really it's, choked it's, up, Derek, it's from got, 1995. We've been going back to when we first met in 1995, and uh-huh. now, you know, the summer Here's, of 96, uh, right, they started right? board up in games. So 96, 2023, so, yeah, so that's 27 shows, years to right? Yeah. right, a lot of shows. And I've, a lot of shows. We've done a lot of shows. And I thought... Uh, I think we're starting to. I think I'm starting to theme our shows now, because we <laughs> starting we, to. We've had. I think in the last couple of weeks we've had days like we have today. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh, we've got you know Joe so and so coming up. Oh, we had like a Kyle Elfrick and then a Kyle. We had like an all. Well, then I just realized today it's an all Jody. It's an all Jody show. Oh. Today. Maybe we should start theming the the show after a while. Like today's a Jody day. Uh, we'll see what tomorrow brings. Well, tomorrow's like a Garzy and Kyle. So that, you kind of have make... to save these though for like these, you know, long June nights when you're in <laughs> right, extra right. inning games with the Red Hawks and that kind of the name right. game that you play. I that know. Type of I, thing. It just worked out this way. So Jody Norris said, you know, Jody yeah. is good at work he does at Midco and, and the high school scene and everything that Jody does. So Jody's going to join us. Um, in case you haven't noticed, uh, and maybe as a parent you did because maybe the kids. Didn't have school today on the Minnesota side, and, and even parts maybe of North Dakota. Correct. Yep. Uh, right. Both so, sides. Yeah. yeah the uh, so you got that going on. Uh, you got high school football in Minnesota tonight. High school football in, in parts of you know North Dakota tomorrow. High school football Friday, and then you know we're starting to talk about playoffs. Uh, so Jody is, is going to we're just kind of kind of go over some of that and, and put it into perspective. Uh, so that's one of our Jodies, Jody Norstead. And then I, I realized I, I, I sent a message out to my, our friend Jody Hodgson, who's the general manager of Ralph Eggleston Arena. And I thought about this, Derek, this week, because I've run into more people, even last night at the Benson Bunker Fieldhouse, I, which we'll get to that in a second, insane again environment uh, for, a, for a volleyball match. It was just, I just love it. I love it there. It's intimate. It's packed. There's 1,000 people. Uh, could could spatch out the, uh, the concession stand area, but that's just me. But I, I heard people talking behind me going, did you get tickets for the hockey game? So, well, we're going to go, but I don't know if we're going to be able to get it. Then one person says, well, we got a suite, but I think we gave that suite out. But I think you can get a suite. So all these conversations are running around me between the, the hockey games this weekend against Minnesota. So sure. I thought for Jody Hodgson, who's in charge of this, can you still get a suite if you wanted? How many? You know what is? That, is everything booked up because of the venue? What about this weekend? Is there a chance there that I saw where there are jobs like nineteen bucks an hour if you want to work? Is that right? Yeah, part time stuff. That I'm like, boy, you want to earn a couple bucks working a nice venue? Um, so a lot of stuff with with the Ralph and I. We haven't talked to Jody in a while, so Jody Hodgson joining us at twelve forty two today to to kind of answer a lot of that stuff uh, for people out there. So it's 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 our Jody Wednesday. Um, and you want to make that a take? What are your top four, Jody? What are your Mount Rushmore, Jody's? I didn't have that. Hey, here's a shocker. I didn't have that on the page going in, Derek. But well, no. Your top four, Jody's. Your Mount Rushmore of Jody, J-O-D-Y's. No eyes. Yeah, let's go with just the J-O-D. Should we just go? Because the I is probably not as unisexual as the Y is, right? Yeah, because it's one of those names. That I think the Y puts it like in Pat the, and yeah, a few others that are uh, out there. Jody, J-O-D-Y. Because there's a lot of I know a lot of J-O-J-O-D-I. Uh, I.e. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Yeah, you, you can go in. <laughs> I have, I do have a question, though. There's a lot of names like that are kind of unisex, and you just don't know if you really right, want yeah. them, but God, God bless those who have them. Yeah, and first name only if you're going to do that. The um, So uh, the montage, you heard a lot of stuff. 
you know, a lot of stuff. And, and two things here on the baseball front. I was scrolling through whatever social media, and it might have been put out by the MLB network. Are they using Josh Donaldson? I guess I, I've been so busy, I haven't done it by the. You know, you get the, the part where these networks, whether it's the NFL network or MLB network, where you have the athletes, certainly TNT with Kenny the Jet and Shaggy runs to the big board and they're running through plays. So I kind of like that. You know, they're showing tips on how to hold the hands or where to drive. Through. I saw Josh Donaldson going, coaches or kids, if your coach tells you to drive through the top of the ball, don't. <laughs> Today, that's how you make out. That's how you make outs in the in Major League Baseball. It was so funny. So I was like, he's kind of right. He goes, if you want to be a big, you get a trajectory is the way we go now. It's you want, oh. he, he put it in perspective, Derek, because he said, unless you steal eighty to one hundred bases well, okay, a game, thank you. you then just, then you're good. Well, but, that's that's my thing. Is like, not all things are equal. I think that's part of the Twins' problem, right? Is like not everyone should be looking at launch angles. Right, right. right. But I like, thought that was funny. how long would Maury Wills have lasted if he was worrying about right, launch right. angles yeah. in the world of Major League Baseball? Good shortstop, obviously great arm and all that. And and but you're right, he wasn't get on base for the let that guy who wants to do the launch angle behind yeah, you yeah, to yeah. get you home. And Maury wasn't launching anything. No. He was right. Is there a place for that guy? Uh, yes, yes, there is. Uh, but it was funny when Donaldson said, your coach tells you to drive through the top of the ball. Don't. That's how outs are made in the Major League Baseball. But judging by uh, what you're seeing, with and pick your guy, whether it's Castellano, whether it's uh, Jordan Alvarez, even though his team is not faring well, whether it's Kyle Schwarber, who's doing what he's doing, whether it's Bryce Harper, you know, Trey Turner, you know, all these names in postseason baseball, every night it's, it's just launch city. And the, the the what do they call it the Red October or whatever in Philadelphia now that I mean it is home run after home run and 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 those series might be over quickly I mean Texas up two nothing they go back to their place for goodness sakes you know they could they could close that out in four and then and, and Philly looks like they're going to not only close their championship series out in four it doesn't even matter if they're facing Texas or Houston the way right. this team is playing so there's that but here's my question on on uh, on hockey. So if you paid a, if you if you caught last night the Wild beat Montreal and they got some shorthanded goals early and and uh, so on and so forth and I think Marc Andre Fleury had twenty seven saves but the the story on that is Marc Andre Fleury's you know in the contract he's kind of this is kind of his phase out you know that that it was billed as his last time um, skating or, or goaltending in his backyard there in Quebec right and I was I pulled up. I pulled up the uh, the goal, most wins by a goaltender, right? And he's he's closing in on on Patrick Waugh. Martin Brodeur, six hundred and ninety one wins. Yeah, he didn't have a bad run. No, Patrick Waugh five fifty one. Andre Fleury now five forty five. Uh, uh, you know, you're going to long go. You're going to add Belfour's five, by the way, in that list. Is he? Well, yep, nice. Yep, at, at Speaking any, of UND guys, there yeah. you go. Four eighty four. Cujo seventh, you know, Sawchuck eighth, and so on and so forth. Is Grant Fuhr in there anywhere? Or is it? Um, 12, 403. Okay. Nice call. Well, man, I tell you, he was pretty good. Nice call. I mean, you think about Edmonton, you think of Gretzky and Messier, but Fuhr was a big reason they won those championships um, in the 80s. Active guys, uh, Jonathan Quick, I guess, 375. Here's my question, though, Derek. Is it safe, right, relative, correct, fair, to equate goaltender wins and pitching wins, very similar position, in my opinion. Is it in, in some? Is there aspects. some compatibility there? Well, I'm, the wins in baseball have gone by the wayside so much. I mean, that's the only problem uh, that yeah, you we have. don't see. Twenty win seasons now are just no, like, no. I mean, if the, if the mark is three hundred, you get in the Hall of Fame. We're never going to have a Hall of Famer again, right? I mean, that's right, just right. You're going to have to bring it down. Yeah, it's down to two hundred now. So I mean, Burt Blylevin should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer right, at two eighty three. Two eighty three. But in your estimation, is it is it uh, is that a legitimate comparison? Yeah, because this thing where you don't bother pitching. the goaltender on game day when he's starting, you don't bother yeah. the pitcher on when he's starting on a game day. They're a little defense different. Defense plays a factor yeah. in the goaltender's win in hockey. Defense play and offense, for that matter, plays a factor. Yeah, in a pitcher. The two guys in the blue line are every bit as important as a, a Pena and a Altuve, if that makes any right? sense, right? Or a Polanco and a Carlos Correa. If you're a Twins fan, I guess that if you're gonna look at it that way. I uh, so I was thinking about that. Is it is it a direct? Is there a direct comparison to that uh, to that stat? And and if not, 
if not hockey people, tell me why a, a goaltender and and his wins should be revered more so than a baseball pitcher's wins. And flip it, baseball people, tell me why a Major League Baseball's pitcher's wins would be more revered than a hockey goalie's wins. I guess I'll put it that way, Derek. Mm. Interesting. You know, I don't, uh, I mean, Cy, no one's touching Cy. No. You know, 500, 511. I mean, that, that's, uh, I mean, no one's touching Cy Young. I, I uh, so if you want to compare it, Cy Young had 511, and I just gave you three guys that are over 500 wins. Brodeur, Waugh, and Marc-Andre Fleury in goaltenders. So I, I just uh, it's a stat that I was just kind of thinking about when I was listening to that. Cy Young is five eleven. Walter Johnson four seventeen. <laughs> Grover, these guys didn't play like last week. No, Grover. No. To your point, Grover Cleveland Alexander three seventy three tied with Christy Mathewson. By the way, three seventy three. Pud Galvin, Derek. How many Pud Galvin cards do you have? Not, not many. Nope. He had three sixty five. Warren Spahn. And now we're getting to you heard know, of him. Three sixty. I wish I had his. Uh, Kid Nichols. If I had his, I wouldn't be here right now. Right. The people that, depending on your age, and, and, and if you follow baseball, you're like, I, I obviously we know Cy Young. Yeah, I'm certainly Walter Johnson. You're probably Christy Matheson. You're probably, when you get to Pud Galvin, you're thinking, eh, I'm not familiar. Warren Spine, you're thinking, okay. But by the time you get to one name that maybe universally everybody, you know, from 30 or 20 to 70 knows, yeah, Greg Maddox sitting at eight at 355. 355. Wow. Yeah. Roger Clemens, 354. I, you know, Steve Carlton, 329. You start going down there, and, and I thought, which one is, is, and I don't know if it's compatible or not directly. And I don't know if it, it should I be more impressed at 691 wins to Martin Brodeur than I am at the 511 of Cy Young, which will never, and Derek said this earlier, which will never be touched. Never. Well, well, okay, so in a start, how many starts do you normally get in a summer? Well, back in the day, those guys were 30, getting 30 and change, 30 mid-30s. Yeah, I mean, you know, with a three-man rotation. But or, if you get 20, 26. Oh, yeah, a five-man yeah. rotation. If you get mid-20s. Right. Where you can get up to, what, 60 starts if you're the 1A goaltender right. in, in the NHL, right? I mean, you're getting two-thirds of the starts. Is that safe to say? Right. I would say so. So, I mean, you're going to get more starts that way. But I think this day and age in baseball, it's more impressive for a pitcher to get a win just because it's so hard to get a win. you got a manager taking them out after the fifth inning if they do well, yeah. and then you're relying on four guys on the back end to clean up everything else. You know, I mean, that just doesn't – you don't get a complete game. Not too many goalies are pulled unless you're getting beat 10 to nothing. Yeah. I uh, So, I, I'm again, with all the uh, – with what Marc-Andre Fleury is doing here, and I am impressed. I mean, he is. He's going to go down Hall of Famer, right? He's going to go down – Third, second all-time oh, wins. Oh yeah, he's a first ballot, first for ballot sure. Hall of Famer. He's yeah. got cups. He's got rings. He's yeah, it's 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 amazing. Uh, to your point on Major League Baseball wins of active players. Hmm. Okay, well, well, Verlander's up there, Verlander's right? at two fifty-seven. Yeah, and he'll probably won't get to three hundred. He needs four. He needs forty-three more for three hundred wins. And, and well, how is, long can you go? I suppose. Is he going to drop? Is he? Does he have four more years in? I don't know. Well, if he does, then he gets it. Yeah, because um, he's probably going to. But that's you know, like you said, even though a, a guy like him wins aren't easy, right? Because you just don't know. Zach Granke at two twenty-five. Yeah, I can't. I don't know if I'm seeing Zach get it. But Mac, he's going to the Hall of Fame, though, yeah. I think. Max Scherzer's at 214. That's your next active player. Clayton Kershaw at 210. So all four of those guys you mentioned, in my opinion, are going to Cooperstown. But if they would have been done and retired in 1984, there would have been a lot of talk about whether or not they qualify for Cooperstown. Because no. it's ridiculous to me that it took Jack Morris and Burt Lylevin as long as it did. Because Jack Morris is the best pitcher of a decade in the 80s, and he had to wait till his last think go- about it. 250, around, I mean, 254 wins. It was ridiculous. It was absolutely embarrassing that it, it was only because he wasn't, he was a little prickly to get along with, right, with the media sir. back in the yeah, day. Right, right. He's much nicer <laughs> now and he's lightened right, up. But right, he's, use the word prickly. 
Uh, yeah. And he would tell you that he was. Right. Oh, yeah, of course he <laughs> He's told I've, me I've, that, yeah. I've, I've sat, I've emceed banquets mm-hmm. with Jack many, uh, yeah. That's that was a little growly when I was after a tough start. Uh, he mellowed out a little bit over the years, oh, so he's sure. still opinionated. But, yeah, that's a, so I, I you know, they all should be revered. I just thought from the hockey community, you know, when, I mean, you got pucks flying at your. <laughs> the difference where goalies are even more important, though, is because you can take a hot goalie come mid-April and win a Stanley Cup, all a Jonathan Quick, and you go down the line, right? I mean, it yeah. just it just happens where you can have a hot pitcher, but unless you're Madison Baumgartner, you need a few more guys around mm-hmm. you, right? And because I think Baumgartner <laughs> against the Royals, he pretty much won the darn thing by himself. Right? He came in, started. Ah, I'm good to go the next day too. I mean, it's something I just don't. You imagine Rocco Baldelli pitching a guy after he was the starter of the day before. <laughs> right. <laughs> just as it could happen. And then before we break and bring, you know, our all, all Jody Day, because yeah. you just. Jody Watley, someone texted Oh, Oh, uh, looking for a real love. Uh-huh. I'm going to go with Jody Davis, catcher. He's the only pro athlete Cop, I can yeah, think of. Jody, that's a good call. Jody Watley's a good call. Um, good singer. Well, at least had a song that everybody, <laughs> that everybody knew. Him. Looking for a real love. Um, you brought this up. Baseball is is three hundred, three thousand, five hundred. So for those that don't know, the the unwritten lines for years to get in the Hall of Fame, either three hundred wins, five hundred home runs, three thousand hits. What's hockey's? Yeah, I, I don't know. For Do you sure. know off the top I, of your I head? Like I, normally, that, I would know. But we got to relate someone. I, I'm maybe Jody Hodgson would know that he's probably a hockey guy on that. But if anybody, what's the unwritten? numbers for hockey instant hall of fame and specifically for goaltenders <laughs> you know i you know that, that's yeah so i'm a little bit i'm a little numbered up here on a wednesday yeah. but i'm the, the goaltender pitcher thought just is rolling through my brain because as you said we just aren't going to see 20 game winners in, in major league baseball anymore it's changed so the number for the hall of fame probably should come down and you might have to use some different variables on that but what is it for hockey what are the guaranteed hall of fame unwritten numbers in hockey for you know points um wins and what are some of the other categories not penalty minutes even though I wouldn't mind seeing that Hall of Fame. I'd go to that Hall of Fame like your all penalty minute Hall of Fame. Yeah, day, right. And that'd be good to see. Uh, stick around. Joy Norstead coming up next. A busy Wednesday. Kind of a number my numbers are my head's all full on that. Joy Norstead next at seven forty. The fan. The operating engineers pathway program is training nerd. I'm glad we're really getting into numbers. Uh, part of my crack staff, Derek, uh, was made a good point. I got a message in said, well. If, if, if uh, you know, hockey is 80 games a year, and even if the goalie starts 60 of those 80 games, your number one goalie, you know, it's still twice as many starts in net as probably a major league pitcher gets starts right. in a season. So the number for the goalie is going to be skewed a little bit higher. Certainly if they're a great goaltender, those numbers are going to skew higher. And it plays out that way, obviously. Brodeur, Wah, Fleury, uh, and go on and so forth. So, yeah, that's a... Uh, that's uh, that's good stuff. Jody Norstead's probably going. Did I just walk into a like a Rain Man numbers game here on this? <laughs> Jody Norstead from Midco joining us. That's not what we're here to talk to Jody about. Time for Wapner. That's right, Jody. How you doing? How you doing, buddy? Oh, there you should be. There, there we go. Hey, Jody. How are you? Hey, hey. Now I can hear you. Here you go. Uh, yeah, thank you. I just uh, I get something in my brain and I and I have to verbalize it. So I was like, uh, you know, honoring Mark Andre Fleury, who got another win last night. He's at five forty-five, and I was trying to, you know, figure out the uh, is it a direct comparison to pitchers' all-time wins? You know, what what's tougher to get wins at and and accumulate wins, hockey or Major League Baseball? And then of course I'm mean, so well, they, they goaltenders are making more starts than pitchers are, so goaltenders should have more wins and and so on and so forth. If you want to jump head first, if you want to go head first into this, Jody, you can too. I just think it was special to see what uh, Mark Andre Fleury did. Just the reception that he got oh. from, you know, being a Montreal guy. I mean, how special is that? Even the post game interviews, I think Kevin Gore got with him. He gets pied in the face by one of his teammates, and you could just tell in his voice how much it meant to him. So pretty cool. Martin Brodeur, <laughs> and in one thousand two hundred and sixty-six games in the net. Can you imagine that many pucks coming oh at you? God. No. Oh my goodness no. gracious! Uh, 
Jody, it is a uh, it's it's obviously fall, and we're here in October. And uh, the nine man and A football playoffs round one is is coming up Saturday in North Dakota. Two A and three A got some things on the table heading in here. Just a quick overview of your thoughts, uh, where we sit, kind of the anticipation. What about it, Jody? Heading into this week. Yeah, maybe I'll start with kind of the top classes and. That's where we're going to be. We're going to be at uh, Jamestown of Fargo North tomorrow night to, to televise that one, a rematch of last year's state championship, by golly. And uh, Jamestown has won the last two state titles, but they've kind of hit a little bit of a bump in the road. They've they've lost three games this season, uh, and they just lost last week to Horace, who pulled off some trick plays to, to get a close 29-28 victory. They've been battling some adversity. I know kind of off-the-field stuff. They had one of their um, players' fathers pass away suddenly. Mm-hmm. Uh, last month so playing with kind of heavy hearts but they're going to be inspired they're going to be ready uh, to go against Fargo North and just talking with Bill Nelson he just said um, you know this this is the time of year where our our group really shines uh, year after year and uh, that's been evidenced by the last two years but Adam Rowland I mean you know uh, how good that team has been with Peter Haugo running in the backfield and I said Adam are you going to treat this you know maybe rest some players because you have the number one seed locked up and he said well we're playing a team that's beat us three times the last two years. Uh, so you tell me. Um, <laughs> so you can bet Fargo North is going to want to uh, exact a little bit of revenge uh, on Jamestown and, and build some momentum going into the postseason where they are head and shoulders uh, above the rest, uh, the odds-on favorite. I think Fargo South, if if those two teams collide, look out. Uh, I think Fargo South has the horses to, to maybe pull off the upset. That was a close game in the regular season. Uh, but it'll, it'll be interesting. South uh, hosts uh, Valley City this uh, weekend as well. So, And then it, you look at those those big schools in 3A. I mean, Bismarck Century, always a fun rivalry out at the Bowl. Uh, Mark Gibson <laughs> brought his team to West Fargo Cheyenne and, and put a little bit of a, a whooping on right. Cheyenne. That offensive line, uh, they got some dudes. And they don't have a senior on it, but they run like 250, 250, 300, 315, 330. Yeah. And probably all wrestlers, too, by the way. Yeah, yeah, some of them are wrestlers, <laughs> you bet. And, and Jack Schaefer, uh, who's uh, kind of the biggest guy of the bunch, like 6'6", 320, he was just at Notre Dame over the weekend yeah. visiting uh, wow. and saw the Notre Dame-USC game. So uh, a lot of schools are interested in him. He already holds an offer from the Bison, but uh, Bismarck's an interesting group. Shanley's kind of been head and shoulders above the rest, though. Uh, it's just the tempo that they play at. I don't know if anyone's going to be able to beat him. If you're going to beat him, you probably have to beat him before you get to the Fargo Dome because that speed on the turf in perfect conditions inside the Fargo Dome is going to be tough to slow down. But why not Bismarck? Two teams that play some physical football uh, could maybe give them trouble if they meet before the Fargo Dome. So and Minot's at West. Diane and Davies in the mix too. Yeah, and Minot's at West. A couple things on on that. That's good stuff, Jody. Minot's at West Fargo, I believe, this week. And even though West Fargo might not be you know, where we always expect West Fargo to be. You know, it's it's, it's high school, for going to say. You know, kids graduate yep. and fluctuate. So, it might not speak. Uh, the, uh, back to the, the 2A game. And, Derek, you just did a Fargo North game. You can tell mm-hmm. it's a big game because Midco and the fan are there, by the way. So, I'll let Bob Roars bring you a sandwich. <laughs> you can tell it's a large game on that. But, Jody, humor me for a second. I don't expect you to maybe have all these up. But uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I, I think if Jamestown, as you talk about, and, and plays inspired ball, and they always find a way towards this time to do it, you know. So if they win, and uh, and say Fargo South uh, gets uh, gets tripped up, uh, or excuse me, if Fargo South wins over Valley City, and say Dickinson uh, gets tripped up by Grand Forks Red River, which by the way that's in Grand Forks in Red River, I've seen. You know, they they can they can get her done. I think we would have a South Dickinson Red River. And Jamestown, all at six and three, somewhere in that area, or yep. right? Yep, Dickinson. If they lose, yep, they'd be six and three. Fargo South would be six and three with a win, and Jamestown six and three with a win over North. And so, Red yeah, River would be six. <laughs> yep, and then it would come down to this QRF rankings, which has every coach's head spinning because that's what they use now to mm. seed the postseason. Right now, Jamestown's at that five spot. But could they leap if, if Red River loses to Dickinson – or, excuse me, yeah, Red River loses to Dickinson, then – and Jamestown wins, do they hop up and get that final playoff spot? So that's the important part, too, about all this is those four teams – and throw Horace in there, too, because 
they're going to be favored against Watford City, and they're right there as far as QRF rankings go. You know, all those teams kind of fighting for playoff positioning, so that's what makes this final week so oh. important, not only to be playing your best, but to get the best spot in the post. Yeah, that's why I wanted to go back to that 2-8. Nothing against 3-A, certainly, and, and all the other ones. Yeah. Obviously, the other ones are going into actually into their playoffs, but I, I think the, there might be a giant wrench uh, dropped here in the next couple of days of the 2-A, so that's that's yep. That's incredible. Um, so, okay, Shanley, as you mentioned, kind of one of these clear-cut, almost like the Dome's become a second home for them. Uh, you don't want to face them. If Minot is is indeed everything and more, uh, they're strong in 3A. You mentioned Bismarck. Cheyenne certainly has the tools and all that. I uh, Okay, the 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 nine-man and, and 1A, and we'll be out in Kindred. I don't know how many games you guys are doing when you start getting this, Jody, but are, are there clear-cuts in nine-man and 1A, and I, I know certainly I have my own thoughts on that too, but what are you thinking? I think, I mean, when you look at nine-man, I mean, those seeded teams that, that went undefeated are obviously, then once we get to this time of year, we kind of find out, okay, how tough was your reach, really? And, and you know, West Hope Newburgh Glenburn is a team that, you know, they, they maybe play a little bit softer schedule during the regular season, but, man, they've been blowing those teams out. So now that we get a little bit of a test. They play Linton, HMB, Strasburg, Zealand off the bat. And, and uh, who knows what that game will bring because Linton, HMB is playing really well. But Sargent County, obviously they've been the one seed. They returned a lot of seniors. Uh, did Eric Olson's bunch from last year's team that played 11-man. They dropped down to 9-man, and it's kind of like the perfect storm. Eric Olson told me before the season, he's like, we just have so many guys returning and, and really excited about our group. So, uh, Sergeant County gets that one seed. The South Border, really tough out there. They get the three seed. Uh, New Rockford, Cheyenne Maddock has the two seed. Elliot Belquist bunch has a lot of speed up there. And um, I know he was probably uh, grinning from ear to ear watching <laughs> Bo and uh, UND take down his alma mater right, <laughs> last right. week. That that, that's what was curious, right? You got Kevin Feedies and then the, the uh, Bo, Elliot Belquist, yeah. who both played for NDSU, <laughs> whose sons played for UND. Talk about a wild weekend, huh, Joe, Derek? Oh, what a mix yeah. of motion deal oh, that is. Yeah. yeah, it was fun to talk to Kevin afterwards. He's like, you know, dressed UND all over his hat <laughs> right, and, right. and shirt, and he's like, yeah, it's been an interesting week, but, uh, you know, definitely proud of him. I have yet to see time. that. I actually need to yeah. see that to believe it. He's Is a parent. It, he's yeah. a, Ross Manson, the same thing with right. begging you playing there. You know, he's a parent. You know? yep. The Dolans, yep. I think, had that within their family, too. Oh, back yeah. at, you know. I'm sure. Yeah, so and, and another big matchup in nine-man, I think, is Sargent County's not going to have an easy drop because if they win, if they beat Nelson County uh, on Saturday, in the quarterfinals, they will play either North Prairie mm-hmm. or Winemere Lidgerwood. And North Prairie's got a couple of Tasted boys up front on the offensive line that, I mean, they're, they're running for like 500 yards a game. It's crazy what they're doing. And at Wymere Lidgewood, obviously, that's a good rivalry down there between Sargent County and them. They played a, a decent game that kept up with Sargent County for a little bit in the regular season. So uh, that could be interesting. Uh, in, in Class A, Jack, I yes. mean, Velvet Drake, Animus Garrison, just picking up right where they left off last year. Man, they've They've been unstoppable so far this season. They go in as the number one seed. Uh, you mentioned Kindred. Uh, you guys will be there as the number two seed. And uh, what Jake Starcevic has brought to that program, uh, making the move, him and his father and his brother uh, coming over and going to the, the Kindred program from Thompson. And uh, Starcevic is a dude. They've been beat up with injuries to some key players. Um, but any chance you got him in the backfield, uh, throwing the ball, running the ball, I think Kindred's going to be pretty dangerous and has an opportunity to make a deep run. But Central Cass has probably been the story. Uh, They lost the opening week to Kindred, and they've given up just like three or four touchdowns since in the entire season. And that's a team that played Velvet Drake Animus Garrison uh, right down to the wire in last year's Dakota Bowl. So uh, Tommy Butler's squirrels are going to be really tough to deal with because they play such great defense. Peyton Lamar had three picks last week and took two of them back for pick sixes and um so and that's travis lamar the ad's kid and sure uh played a marvelous game so central cast a team to watch out for that can make a deep run as well trinity is the four seed there and i haven't been as much as you know i i just I haven't don't get much back to my home stomping grounds in western north yeah. dakota even though williston is still two hours from dickinson i haven't been to that the the bijou activity centers out there uh, activity center out there 
I, and, and people that think, ooh, Watford City, what kind of place they have. There are some nice facilities, by the way, for those that haven't made the trek to Western North Dakota. So uh, that'll be fun. They got Stanley, a proud program, that Trinity. But Trinity always seems to be the one, Jody, that, you know, they were Class A back a thousand years ago when I played, you know, and now they, you know, they're all beat up now and not beat up, but beat up uh, in Class B and then and, and football Class A. Out west, it was always like, well, you should be. You're Trinity. You've got more people, and you used to be Class A. Right. You know, that's always been the stereotype of them. So I, 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 I never know how to put a finger on Dickinson Trinity. I guess I, it, it's like everything, it's about enrollment and, and participation. Well, and they, they are loaded, I will say. I mean, they're outscoring teams on the year 40 to, I think, holding teams to under nine points per mm. game. I mean, they, they're really good. John Otterman's got a lot of talent. There's a Ty Dassinger kid that, runs the ball in the backfield and he's as tough as nails. I mean, the kid, you look at his arms. I mean, he's, he's built and he can drive through some of those tackles. So he's the guy that you can have in those rainstorm type of games. And then they have a great quarterback in Jace Kovash who can throw the ball to guys that I've been calling their names. I swear for like three years <laughs> on Friday nights on our varsity sports live show. It's like the show brothers, uh, Kovash, yeah. Dassinger, Glasser, Gage Glasser, another one. Yeah. I feel like I've been rattling the same names off, and, and they're going to be a really tough out, too. And uh, it's going to be an interesting matchup uh, against Stanley in the opening game, and then maybe they'll get the Lax Burlington arrival that they played in the regular season. The fact that Jody just, you know, names like Kovash and Glasser, it's typical. This is probably the same for South Dakota and maybe even Minnesota. But I know in the state of North Dakota, he just brought up two names. If you'd have just given me those names and said, where do you think they're from? And I went, Dickinson, Dickinson area. Those are, those, <laughs> you ever get that, Derek? Do you, guys have, do you guys get that too? Like you get one last name, you're like, oh, yeah, those are the, those are like Hedinger people. Well, you know, those are, I, I, I spent much of my, uh, you know, I spent many years going to wrestling. So to say that there's wrestling brothers in tournaments, they like, do they ever go away? No, I mean, right, it's just, just kind of the same thing. You equate yeah. the name to the town. Right. Like, it's like, oh, the town. They, they never end. Yes. So that's usually how it goes. That yeah. is great. Jody, the more brothers at Jackson County Central for wrestling. Rest my case. There you go. <laughs> that's exactly right. Hey, that's the team that ended my high school football career. Oh, yeah. that note, huh? you, know, you can bring that up, Derek. My Barnesville Trojans took care of them last year for you. So if that makes you yep, feel Yep, I know it. I was pretty pumped that uh, Coach Strand got it done against Jackson County Central uh-huh. for sure. On the, uh, the, on the Minnesota side, too and Jody even though I know we got time is short here but uh, this this is getting in there too speaking of your Barnesville Trojans Derek and I don't want to jinx anything but uh, Jody you look at some of these uh, these teams you know I, I saw DGF and EGF last week we were up doing that you know DGF is strong too Barnesville really strong there, there are going to be some good football on the Minnesota side of, of the things too and there always is and, and I haven't gotten to cover it as much uh, being over here at Midco because we kind of try to seclude you know kind of our markets and it gets to be where are we at in minnesota but i have so much respect for those teams i got to cover them for for so many years when i was working over at wday sure um peter nats always gets it done at holly dgf i mean their program has been rolling uh, for many years now and coach strand one of my favorite guys to interact with and uh, i always love to see their success and the success that they have uh especially this time of year and Coach Feeney, I mean, I, I know Moorhead's year hasn't maybe been the best and maybe up to, to what he wants to accomplish. But, uh, you know, once once it gets to this time of year, you, you get to into the end of the tournament, it's anybody's game. Yeah. I wouldn't want to play the Spuds next week, no matter what seed you are. I mean, that's just right. it. I mean, you don't want to face a Kevin Feeney-led team. I mean, that's, I, that, they're a scary team. Kind of the way West Fargo has been. You know, they I called them the last two weeks, Jody, and they're just pesky. I mean, what wasn't for turnovers against Cheyenne and North, they're winning those football games. It's crazy. Well, yeah. I mean, Brady Medina, really good quarterback, yeah. right? And you saw Keaton McGregor and Tony Leal. They have some really good athletes. I think it's what catches up to them, that the stuff in the trenches, which is weird because we're used to, you know, uh, a decade ago when West Fargo's line was just dominate people and up front. And they just don't probably have the depth that they used to. And obviously with schools, you know, continuing to divide, you get Cheyenne, now you get Horace. Uh, things are a little bit different than they used to be, but you know what you're going to get. Like you said, a, a Jay Gibson coach team, they're going to fight until the end, and they're going to keep punching you in the mouth until the game is 
until they basically carry them off the field. It's really a great time of year, and uh, for places like Midco, and you guys do such a really good job, Jody, and, and, and here for all of us on the fan or KFGO, wherever we put games on, uh, on our signals too, it, it's really fun. So from a Midco stance, certainly, uh, Jody, plug, uh, you mentioned obviously North and Jamestown tomorrow. Be one big happy media family tomorrow. Everybody eating sandwiches, watching great football. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, what's on your docket for Midco coming up in the next week or something? Yeah, so we have that Thursday, and then uh, Friday night, uh, as always, we'll have our Varsity Sports Live show, kind of highlights from North Dakota and South Dakota, and it'll be a big one because, you know, we'll have highlights from those last regular season games in the big schools, and then a look ahead to to Saturday's action. So some uh, playoff previews for the small schools, and that's at 10.30 to 11.30 on uh, Midco Sports. And then, obviously, every weekend it seems like we have something if you spin the dials. I mean, I know that uh, there's a big hockey game, I think, going up on yeah. in uh, Grand Forks. It's our all-Jody day. We got Jody Hodgson coming up after you. It's, it's our tribute to Jody's today go. on the Jack Michaels Show. Yeah, so you <laughs> might be able to catch that one on Midco Sports. Make oh. sure you're locked into that one, uh, UND Gophers, man. That'll be a, a oh. fun weekend. Boy, what a blast we had last weekend, though. And, and kudos to our crew to do UND NDSU, then move all of our equipment over to the Ralph in like an hour and a half and get set up for UND Wisconsin men's hockey. How about that? That's I mean, like that's like that's like flipping a Taylor Swift concert back into like a, a, a Bob Seeger concert, whatever the case is. <laughs> so I'm glad I'm in radio. We just take one little radio. You know, we just unplug and put the cases in and then, all right, yep. plug in. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that still takes a little work. You got to get prepped. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that was good. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, it shy. doesn't. But don't tell my bosses. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Bichon's uvula was bruised as much as mine was over the week. It was good. Jody, I know we got to get going, but I, I commend Derek on behalf of me and Derek and the, and the fan. Uh, the piece you did on our dear friend Mark Johnson, again, I, I can't tell you how, how good that piece was telling his story. The way you did it and, and whoever, whoever you brought out there with Colorado, I think you just did a tremendous job on that, Jody. That, uh, not that you get in it to win prizes and all this and awards, but if that doesn't get some sort of – award and recognized i i don't know who's voting anymore so good work no that was fun shout out to our producer josh Munts for for the work that he does he went out there with me and uh and shout out to you jack for helping me get connected i knew that there that mark was out there i knew a little bit of his story but uh what you shared to me and, and then sharing his contact info so i could get in touch with him and, and do it and share uh you bet. A story on a guy who's probably on a, a wild ride now is a it's a radio play-by-play guy for for Coach Prime and that Colorado team, it's got to be something special. Yeah, they have a really good basketball team, too. Yeah, yeah. You, you, maybe you go back out to Denver, do another story on well, a yeah. local North well, Dakota kid. That's a, yeah. You know, there yeah, there might be another story coming up uh, oh, look at that. in the winter about uh, <laughs> the kid from Enderlin, oh. uh, Joe Hurlburt. So oh, keep but, your eyes peeled. You know, like, uh, we, may have, uh, we may have caught up with him. <laughs> good stuff. Jody, won't be the last time we chat. Thanks, man. We appreciate uh, coming on today, and uh, have a good call tomorrow. Yeah, thank you. See you guys, whoever it is uh, calling the game. We'll see you on Thursday. You got it, Jody. Uh, appreciate it. Jody Norstead, uh, one of the good ones, one of the great ones out there. Uh, Bob Roars is that name, by the way, that's uh, be calling that one coming up uh, tomorrow. We'll stick, uh, come back. He mentioned there's a little bit of hockey game coming up this weekend. More on that, uh, Jody Hodgson. It's our old Jody uh, day today. It's the Jack Michael Show on 740 The Fan. My guess is Jody Hodgson and, and probably everybody else that's involved either in building management or in the city of Grand Forks took a deep breath between a football game and a hockey game last week and went, okay, let's go. And then after Saturday came and went and Sunday came and everybody back in the office on Monday probably took even a deeper breath going, okay, let's get ready because the Gophers are coming to town, so let's do this all over again. GM of Brow Finkelstead Arena, our good friend Jody Hodgson joining us. Jody, how's your Wednesday going? How you doing, buddy? Yeah, you know what? It's uh, it's great. What a great time of year, as you mentioned, with uh, all the events going on and lots of great games here in recent days. It's uh, certainly a fun time for sure. So I'm sitting last night watching uh, UND and NDSU in volleyball in Fargo at the BBF, and, and, and I was telling Derek this earlier. I said, you know, people around me were going, hey, are you going to the hockey game? Do you have tickets? No, I couldn't get tickets. Well, we have a suite, but we let someone else use. Yeah, can we even get tickets to the hockey game? How much is that? So I haven't been to the Ralph. So all these things, I'm like, i got to get a hold of Jody Hodgson just to give a little Ralph Engelstead Arena uh, check in that because it's not this month of October – uh, regarding just specifically hockey now and, and UND hockey and, and Brad's team, 
Um, uh, let's take us through this, Jody, and and uh, the availability of tickets. If someone in a group wants to get a suite, and, and and is this weekend pretty locked up? Do you have to go on secondary markets? You know, you know, where do we park? Are there good spots available? So I thought, who better to call than you, Jody, to maybe answer some of those questions today? Yeah, well, thanks a lot for the opportunity. Yeah, you know what? October here is just cranking for us. We're gonna have uh, we're gonna have seven sellouts. So we've sold out the Manitoba Exhibition game and the Army West Point game and the Wisconsin game as part of the Icebreaker Tournament last weekend and our two Gopher games this weekend as well as our two Mankato games next weekend are also sold out. Oh. So the place to get tickets, yeah, is to go to that, uh, what we call the Verified Ticketmaster website, right? Okay. So we have season ticket holders. Maybe they're in harvest or they're farming or they're on vacation or they're out of town. They're posting their season ticket locations for resale. So I looked this morning, and there's probably there's probably a couple of hundred tickets for each of the Gopher games okay. that are posted there on the Ticketmaster website. So again, that's the only verified place to buy a ticket on the secondary market is to get it through Ticketmaster, where we know it's legit. And I would encourage people to go to the Ticketmaster website and look at each of those games to try and find tickets. There are tickets available for uh, each of the next four games over the next two weekends, including both Gopher games this weekend. So that's where they can go to find tickets. That's good stuff right there. Uh, Jody Hodgson joining us, Ralph Engelstead Arena. The uh, For those that, that maybe are going for the first time, um, <laughs> you picked a good weekend if you got tickets for the Minnesota game. For those or, or those that haven't felt the experience of that facility, that beautiful facility, that one that makes NHL arenas envious of what you have uh, for collegiate hockey, but uh, for those that haven't experienced, what's it like, Jody? Yeah, you know what? It, uh, your comment is exactly correct. Like it, it's going to be just special this weekend, right? It's, uh, I think it's a great fan experience every night, but there's something different about Minnesota. Like we had a staff meeting yesterday where we're going through some of our preparations, and we said, hey, the reality is everything's bigger, right? The scanner count with the actual number of bodies in seats is going to be bigger. The food and beverage take, the beer sales, the sous shop sales, everything everything is bigger and better on a gopher weekend. And, it, and it's always been that way. When you look at the rivalry and you look at people's emotions and, and how involved and invested they are in it, it's going to be an, an awesome college hockey experience. And I would dare say an awesome college athletics experience. Like uh, for those who haven't been, if you're talking Duke and Carolina basketball, if you're talking Michigan and Ohio State football, or you're talking NDSU and UND football, it's that type of passion among the fan bases uh, for both programs this weekend, and I think it's going to be great. So I would encourage people, if they're doing it for the first time, try and get here early, right? For a 7 o'clock game on Friday, we're going to open doors at 6. For a 6 o'clock game on Saturday, we're going to open gates at 5. And I would tell people with regards to parking, you know, all of our on-site parking spots are reserved for our Champions Club members who have a hang tag to park there all year based on their investment in our programs. And for everybody else, there's lots of adjacent parking lots that are paid parking. You know, they range from 10 bucks on the low end to 20 bucks on the high end and all those private lots on uh, that kind of go around the Ralph. And there's parking on the side streets if people can get here early enough and get some of the free parking on the side streets, they should be good to go. But I would encourage them to come early, take it all in. You know, pregame warm-ups in hockey are a pretty special thing. The music is absolutely cranked, and guys are having fun with pucks on the ice and doing things they don't normally do. So I'd encourage them to be here about 30 minutes before puck drop to see if they can uh, participate in the pregame warm-up and then get ready for the game. So well put. Jody Hodgson joining us. The uh, There's a lot that goes into behind the scenes to make these venues uh, electric. Uh, Jody, you'd mentioned Ralph, uh, the, the the football game. That was electric atmosphere, then shifted over to Ralph, and, and the Ralph was just lit up big. And then, of course, the team you know kind of reciprocates that by going out winning and all that. Here's another thing. Before I ask you about if, if, if there are part-time jobs available at Ralph Engelstead Arena, you know, this station reaches all over into Canada, uh, for goodness sakes, and the Dakotas, so we'll ask you about that. But I, I remember uh, hearing Brad Berry at a luncheon we were doing the, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he talked about this, that what they're doing this year, and I'm not sure if, if this started a year ago. Maybe I should know this. It's called One More Shift. 
Uh, Derek, have you heard about the? It's one more shift where oh. they bring a and, and and Jody, maybe you can discuss this and, and talk about this more. But I know Tony Herkus, yeah, the Herkus Circus. He is on a Saturday night uh, coming back for the one more shift. But the, but the, it's bringing back some legends, right? That that skate again. Yeah, you know what? Uh, you said it. The Herkus Circus is going to be here on Saturday night. So what we do is we bring back uh, our most popular alumni, kind of on a rotating basis. We try to do two a year. So we try to do one in the first half of the year, and then we try and do one in the second half of the year. And what they really do is they kind of immerse themselves in our team for that uh, couple of hours prior to game time. So Tony's going to go downstairs. He's going to get dressed. He's going to come out in full equipment and full gear. He's going to wear the same uniform our team is wearing that night. And we're going to introduce all of our team and our starters during the pregame time period, and then Tony's going to, there's going to be a great video that will tell us about Tony's career, and then Tony's going to come out uh, what will be a huge ovation from the crowd. He'll do a couple of laps in our end of the rink, and then he's going to line up with our guys on the blue line, and he's going to be part of the national anthem with our team, and really, uh, as you said, the name of it is One More Shift, because we want to we want to give some of these legends of the program the opportunity to to be part of our team one more night. Derek, what do you think? More time. What do you what do you think that crowd sound is going to be after they do the, oh, the, the player introductions and then roll that video and then bring Tony out? Well, now that you mentioned, I think I do remember <laughs> listening with uh, the, the Tim Hennessy kind of giving play by play of some of these. Sure. So now that you mention it, because I do listen so much each and every Friday and Saturday night. What a great idea! It's a fantastic it's, idea. Yeah, because there's just yeah, I mean, that, that legacy line. Neat. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty neat. You know what the neatest aspect of it is? It's the guys standing in the tunnel with our current players, right? Like uh, you might have a 50- or 55-year-old guy who's standing there in full gear, and our guys are kind of getting ready in the tunnel to come out onto the ice, and you see the passion in their eyes and the emotion in their eyes. Like, you know, a guy like Jim Archibald, he did it one night, and, uh, you know, his uh, his question to Brad before he went out was, hey, can I start? Like he said, he was uh, emotionally, right? He was was part of it and invested. And they just, most guys comment that that's the part of the game they miss, right? Is the time with the guys and that that sense of camaraderie before a team takes the ice. Boy, and you, Did you tell him you can't fight as much in this day and age of college Can't knuckle drag it That's right. So we start uh, our promo on Friday night. We're going green. So our team is going to wear green Friday night. So it's going to be a UND green team on the ice, and we're encouraging our fans to wear green and doing a green out. So we got a green out Friday night, and then we're bringing out uh, Tony Herkus on Saturday night. I would also uh, let people know that, hey, our football team is going to kick off down at Northern Iowa at 4 p.m. on Saturday afternoon, kind of a late football kick, and with us opening doors at 5 p.m. for a 6 o'clock game, we'll certainly have the football game on TVs and Everybody will be able to keep up and watch our football team while they're here at the hockey game Saturday night. Now, that's fantastic. Now, selfishly, I'd say just get the radio signal, Jody, and plug yeah. that in. But, you know, the television is fine, too. I agree we- with you. <laughs> Put in your mobile app. And- that radio. Oh. <laughs> I agree with you. We understand, buddy. Hey, uh, Jody, real quick, because I mentioned, too, and I and I know this about it. I was thinking about this today with all these football high school games going on, how many officials are needed you know, to to referee and even even on the ice, you know, how many officials. I was going to make a show today about, you know, part-time jobs as an official. But since we have you on, and maybe most people think, well, there's no no jobs available for me, like at a beautiful facility like Ralph Engelstead Arena. Are there part-time staff that are needed in various ways at, at Ralph Engelstead Arena? Absolutely. We're always looking for good people. Like I would encourage anybody who's looking for a part-time job to just go to the Ralph.com and we've got a button on there that says work at the Ralph. You know, I think uh, not a lot of people are probably aware, but last year we, we had 880 W2s. We had 880 part-time employees. So, uh, you know, for Friday night, for example, we'll have about 330 part-time employees that'll work the gopher game and like high school college right jody or any you know yeah everything well high school age college age we got lots of people that work full-time jobs doing other things we've got uh you know the one we always cite that i'm probably most proud of the the chief of police in grand forks is an usher at our und home hockey game we've got uh we got all kinds of people working and we're always looking for good people you know if you look at uh 
we just look at our concessions operation alone, we'll have 158 people working in concessions on Saturday night. Man. So it takes a, takes a small army every night. Yeah, so if you want to make, you know, I don't know, I, I think some of that pay is, is and, and by the way, I don't know what your first job was, Jody, what you're making probably, what, $3 an hour, two one fifty I'm just looking at my own now. We're paying a hell of a lot more now than I used to make. I can tell you that. <laughs> right, like sixteen to nineteen bucks an hour. I mean, let's go. Let's uh, let's get it done. Every, yeah, yeah. Gr- sixteen bucks an hour is a floor. Like we don't pay any part-time employees less than sixteen dollars an hour, unless they're in a tipped position, like one of our beer servers. Then they start at nine. But everybody else is at sixteen bucks an hour. That's fantastic. Good information today. It's always great to get Jody on and just kind of. Take an overview of that. Very good at what he does, and the Ralph just continues to be one of the premier facilities uh, in, in North America, for goodness sakes. The Ralph.com, everything maybe Jody talked about today, a lot of information can be found out on that, the Ralph.com. Jody, keep doing what you're doing, and uh, it's really good to have you and talk to you again, and I'm sure we'll see you around the block. Have some fun this weekend, uh, Jody. Hey, thanks for all you do for UND, and i got to tell you, your radio call on that uh, kickoff return with Luke Skoke now on Saturday afternoon is one that uh, I hope we keep and play over and over again. So great job Saturday. Hey, bless you, Jody. Thank you, for, uh, sir. Appreciate it, Jody. See you, man. You got it. Jody Hodgson from uh, the Ralph Ingolstadt Arena, general manager there. Uh, Derek, great information right there. Yeah. Well, interesting, you know, it's not, not about – I know a lot of people who work these venues. Why? Because they get to go to a lot of events, and that's the other part of it. I mean, you're, you're, in, you're I, making I sixteen bucks an hour, I, and you're there. Yeah, and you, I mean, I know people worked uh, either at the Ralph, and they do the whole gamut, right? They'll work at the fair, they'll work at the Ralph, yeah. they'll work at the Dome, they'll go to the Alaire, and they they anywhere they because people, you know, they're obviously looking for these things. Oh yeah, man, I saw the latest concert. That was great. Oh really? Yeah. How much were tickets? No, I, I was I working. Worked, I was yeah. working the event staff on yeah, the, so, yeah. the whole show. Works out pretty good. That's a that's a great idea. I mean, if you and I could transform ourselves and go back to our nineteen year old self, going, oh for sure. You tell me, I'm making nineteen bucks an hour. I'm going to work three weekends at this venue, and I'm going to see maybe like whoever. Jonas Brothers one weekend do a hockey game the next yeah. weekend. Yeah, and 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 stick several hundred dollars in my pocket. Yeah. That's pretty good stuff. Yeah, I mean, Nickelback on a Thursday, and then you go on over to you know Shields Arena and see the Dropkick Murphys. I mean, that's right. kind of how got, it goes. Yeah, Sam uh, Sam Hunt Outskirts Tour twenty four coming yeah. up uh, as well. I know those tickets are going on sale. And all that. Everywhere there's, you go, everywhere there's, you there's go. shows. Yeah. Dude, we, we got a lot of venues for a couple of markets. That are the, the one show that that I, I'm waiting for, Jody Watley. Oh yeah, well you know, probably going to be waiting to Jody Davis open up with her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Thanks yeah. to Jody Norstead. Thanks to Jody Hodgson. Maybe tomorrow we'll do another. Th- maybe tomorrow we'll do another. Theme. Actually, no. Jody Davis, my hometown. Now that I think of it, he wasn't the catcher though in the pros. <laughs> uh, tonight, Derek, uh, right here on the fan, Houston and uh, Texas. The Rangers lead that two games to none. Uh, coming up tomorrow, we mentioned Jamestown and Fargo North in high school football uh, on the fan, and then uh, Jacksonville to Buffalo is a Thursday night football game on KFGO, and then we'll we'll. We'll let, we'll let Friday take care. We'll tell you more about what's happening this week, and it's going to be pretty be, uh, busy stuff. Stick around. Common Man is coming up next right here on 740 The Fan.